it's your boy super duper here man shout out to not politically correct god damn it coolest podcast in the fucking world yeah yeah (laughs) not politically correct Gang, gang, you are now tuned in to another episode of Not Politically Correct. Uh, I'm going to tell you, you can find us on SoundCloud at Not Politically Correct Podcast, Facebook group at Not Politically Correct Podcast, also on Twitter, which is kind of new at Not PC Podcast. Um, it's your boy, Rick McCoy, a.k.a. Mr. What It Do, a.k.a. Young Splash God, a.k.a. Doped Up Danny, a.k.a. Smooth Job Johnny, a.k.a. No Cap Charlie, a.k.a. Hallway Jones, because your bitch might make me a ringtone. I highly urge you to get friends like mine. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, which I'm he not really on. just complaining about us, really. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Instagram, which I'm really never on, so you might not find me there at all. And uh, on Twitter at Rumacoy, that's Rumacoy KPZ. Um, also on the Snapchat at Rumacoy Rebel. Uh, and I'll probably have a baby filter on my face because those are adorable. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're such a basic bitch. <laughs> Damn. Cody, a.k.a. Brody, a.k.a. Ghost, a.k.a. Nickname Nathaniel, Whoa. a.k.a. Embellishing Emily, Whoa. a.k.a. Band Jojo, Whoa. Never Jojo, Whoa. Uh, TD recording everything, a.k.a. White Boy Rick. I'm sorry, I just I looked at you and I just had to say it. This could be everything but the movie, like... White Boy Rob. Fuck, there you go. Like, what the fuck? I'm ex- I'll accept that. It could be White Boy Sally, just what? not Rick. He always wants the goddamn female name. <laughs> This is the episode where we tell you that Cody's a transsexual. That's um, <laughs> one of them elementos. I don't want them alphabets of the day. AKA, was it Rue? Rue? Rue Fuck. Yeah, is that what hurt his. Uh, that They name? Yeah. They, they, they name. And I say they only because a nigga, will be a, a nigga will be a whole broad and then be a man the next day. I can't. I don't understand what's going on. It's funny that a nigga will be a whole broad. <laughs> you didn't right. say bitch, but you said the whole nigga. That's right. Well, you know me. Priorities. <laughs> All right, it's Russ, aka the barman, aka Smooth Fingers, Whoa. aka Kid Universal, Whoa. aka Gentleman R, aka Bishop Sons, yeah. aka Teddy Russ, aka Russ the Bus. <laughs> Before Cody passes out. <laughs> Right, I had to give up halfway and shit. <laughs> Even to build a animal, uh, balloon animal and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Look, mom, I made a worm. <laughs> oh, um, listen. So, and on that note, we're here again, and we are here without the one-fourth, the Asian portion, the shrimp fried rice maker. Shrimp fried rice? He is on a vac- Happy anniversary to that man. Yeah, yeah. Um, fuck you, whale. And right. fuck you, dolphin. Yikes. But shout out to him. He's on a, he's on a little mini vacation or, or actual vacation. I don't know what the mini vacation is. Chinese New Year. Right. Chi- Chinese New Year, big boy. He's on, one right. he's on one of those uh, Chinese New Year's. Uh, but happy anniversary to him. Uh, <laughs> even though he's even though he low key stole my anniversary thunder, but it's cool. I ain't gonna say nothing about it. Nah, um, fedora Filipino in Fiji. Right, exactly. All them F's and shit. <laughs> and the F is for fedora. That's crazy. <laughs> um, but just like that, we're gonna take it to our white guy for sports. Hi guys. Alrighty. <laughs> Wait. So- do it in the shack voice. Uh, yeah. So, uh, first of all, for sports, we got. <laughs> 
three all NBA teams announced uh, guards. We get- <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for helping me out there. <laughs> Why do I do this myself? I don't know. You should never right, right. Every year. <laughs> every year? Mm-hmm. Every hour. Uh, every Chinese New Year. It's <laughs> one next month. It's the year of the alphabet, folks. <laughs> the year of the transit. Campbell's. Uh, so, for guards for the all NBA team, we got uh, James Harden and Steph Curry. You know it. Forward, we got Paul George and. Yes! Fuck Drake, by the way. Yes. Pause. Uh, <laughs> you been saying Fuck Drake I know, your entire existence. Okay, anyway. Yeah, it's center, that one guy from that one other country or something. <laughs> I'm going to try it. Nikola Jokic. Jokic. Is that the dude from the Nuggets? Or the yeah. Jazz? Nuggets. Yeah, Nikola Jokic. Yeah, that Nikola Jokic. Nikola. He's like a cough drop. <laughs> and LeBron's 11-year first team streak ends. Oh, LeBron. Oh. Because oh. I didn't say his name in there. He didn't say his name in there. So wait, let me, let me ask you this, sports guy. Ask me. Let me ask, let me ask murder you this. Uh, so what does that mean? Does that mean that those are the two best, those are the best guards in, or the best people in those positions? So, man, I wish I knew this. Charles is going to comment the hell out of me. I think they're voted in. They're voted. So so basically they're voted like how we do like the All-Star game. But these are basically what people are voting. Well, are, if we do like a, uh, like a MLB All-Star game or we, how are we... I think used to do the NBA All Star, but now remember past like lately the NBA All Stars like uh, gymnasium like I'll pick you, I'll pick you, like yeah. awesome shit like that. Which yeah. is kind of kind of cool though. I ain't gonna find it, it. It's I wish they had a real one, but it's like it's so kind of fun. So we do the All Star game, and then we do the or the All Star team. So previous years, before the last two years, we did the All Star game in which they were voted, and then we also did the All First All, all team. team. So basically, it's like. Pretty much the same thing until like the last two years. It's just people voting twice for who they like the most. So and it's all usually the, the same people. The same people, exactly. Just it's just East and West mixed. And it's like you'd like some variety with that. Right, exactly. You would. Like, like yeah, if you were I mean, an All Star, maybe you don't get to be. Say for person. example, James Harden. Like yeah, he's good. You know, he, he should be in there. But like be at the same time, I mean, <laughs> then again, if it's if he's that good, you know, right. maybe if you wanted to be in there, you should uh, play better than him. So like with the like with the first All Team, that's what it's called, right? All NBA team. Okay, so with those, those are usually people who end up as like our dream team, our Olympic team, right? More more than likely, like if we were having the Olympics this year, this would be the people that they more would than likely, yeah. vote. It. Okay, cool. It's nice to learn. I love learning. For all of those who always wondered about this, vote like me. That's By the thing. way, speaking of like dream team, if you guys don't know or haven't seen, want to watch a fucking awesome documentary? It's the '92 Olympic Dream Team where they had Jordan. Um, Chuck, yep. uh, Larry Bird. There was was it, I think Christian Leitner, but he was like on the bench. There was a uh, uh, who's the guy from the Jazz? Uh, uh, John Stockton. John Stockton. <laughs> like they had every. It's such a good documentary. Like I remember, I've seen that multiple times, and it's on YouTube. Also, I was doing the dishes one time, and I had my phone up on you know and watching it, and then I was done doing the dishes, and I take it over to the TV, and my girlfriend's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like. Well, done doing this she's like but I'm interested in that I'm like that is awesome like it's so good like it talk it's just check it out got it you heard it here first what else in sports Cody unfortunately the Bucks lost Mm-mm-mm. 
mm. the past three games in a row. Mm, mm, mm. Which, ever since Paul Pierce said that the Bucks were going to take it, we've been going down, so fuck Paul Pierce. Wait, wait, so ever since Paul Pierce said, ever since we convinced him that we were the ones, we've been losing? And also Gucci Mane wore a Giannis jersey. I know. I'm like, no, Man, why am I seeing him wear a jersey? And then we went tanked it. Listen, listen, I've never been... I don't think I've ever been this excited for some something sports related going on in Milwaukee. When the when the Packers went to the Super Bowl, like well, what was that? Green Bay too. But but you know, mm-hmm. don't be a douche. Listen, you said Milwaukee, <laughs> but they are. They used to play here at times. And, well, so it's still the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. So we need them. We need the Milwaukee Packers in there, some shit. Um, no, I haven't been like even when they went to the Super Bowl. What was that? They won it in twenty eleven. It was the 2010 season? That 2010, was January yes. 2011. Right. Yes. Yes. I. Yes. So yeah. Good job. So yes. Um. About what was that? Eight years ago. Then technically. Bam. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's almost a decade ago. We since. We I was in first grade. Um. <laughs> what? <laughs> Checks watch. Right, like, right. He's like, nah, I ain't no mathematician. Oh, <laughs> it was yesterday. Looking at. Right. Exactly. <laughs> but no, I mean, I haven't been. I remember I was excited. I mean, I, I had like a little. Uh, I went. I went and bought. Honestly, I remember this. I went and bought pizza from a, a a pizza place in Fox Point, a little side joint. I can't remember the name of the place, but I bought a pizza with anchovies on it because I was so. I bought pizza with anchovies on it and like a specialty beer, only because I was so excited that the Packers were like that. Nothing mattered. Exactly. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just gonna go home. I'm gonna watch this game. I'm gonna have pizza with anchovies on it because we're so, doing so well. I'm gonna do something different. The last, first and last time what? I had, I don't really understand that logic. I mean, I get it, but I don't. I was just so special. It's like it really, it really has nothing to do with what my whole point of this statement was. I just want them to. Oh, about. anchovies are nasty. They're it. really fucking salty. <laughs> don't get them on your pizza. Um. Anyways, I haven't been this excited. Yeah, what else is salty? Salt. <laughs> oh God, we're firing Cody. Uh, please, TS, hurry up and get off your honeymoon because we need you. Um. No, I haven't been this this like excited about something that we're do- that this. City or state has done sports wise in like eight years, and like last year we almost had it. Right, right. And now right. we're even better. Right. So I mean, and even and even if the person who doesn't watch baseball, I can appreciate when the Brewers are doing good too. And we had we had that moment too, where like last year we made it to what the semifinals, like we were mm-hmm. almost in the World Series, you know that, and then like National League champion division. Right, right. Yeah. Which would be technically the semifinals, <laughs> semifinals <laughs> of the World, World Series, Series, sir. I. Listen, I'm a very... It's like saying the Brewers scored two points. Like, no, they're runs. They're not points. Oh, my God. They mean the same thing. <laughs> They're synonymous. But what I'm saying is, this <laughs> is... Am- this is an- oh, my God. <laughs> this is an amazing feeling. This is, like, an amazing energy to have. Like, I work downtown, and just, like... First of all, people, stop taking our fucking parking spots. I won't tell you where I work, but just stop parking in my work parking lot, you cunt. Um... But no, I think the energy downtown, just being there, being around, like when we're having these playoff games and when these things are going on, it's so fucking amazing. It's mm-hmm. so uh, it, really, it, it really energizes the city. It brings the morale, especially out. when yeah. the, it makes the nation like shine a light on. Yeah. Oh, Milwaukee. Right. Exactly. Even though half the people are like, I don't even want to go to Milwaukee. Who even lives in Milwaukee? We live here, bitch. And for the for that reason alone, we're gonna rep our city. And I just think that energy right now is so positive. Like, could you imagine? We make it through these playoff games. We make it to the world the, to the World Series. Fucking make it to the finals, and we win. Do you know? Imagine us winning at home too. Yeah. Do you know what downtown Milwaukee's gonna? 
We, we will never. That we will riot like those idiots in like Boston or Philly or stuff like that. But I might flip be a car. lit. And I ants. might. Fl- I, hey, I, I would. I would. I would. I would join in a car flipping or two because if white people can get. If, <laughs> listen, <laughs> as long as listen, a as bus lo- flipping. Wait. As long as long as Cody is with me, we will not be arrested. We're good. Right. Yeah, he's gonna be like literally like picking my shirt up like he's <laughs> following. I'm trying to go home and not get in trouble. Get this car with me. Privilege. Right, right, exactly. So I just think it's I think it's great for the city. Like what we have going on right now, sports wise, is just amazing. And I'm gonna be very disappointed if the Bucks don't take. I think we earned Honestly, it. We earned it with the with the record and everything. We earned this shit. This I year. feel like this is our year, if any. And this the Raptors series is scaring me a lot more than it should. Right. Because I was not I was not expecting this. And if we make was, it past this. We have a ride. We're in for a, a seven I, game. I, I, I Warriors, man. Yeah, I, I was <laughs> expecting them to fight against the Blazers, and they kind of made it really easy. I'm like, fuck. Now we're super worried about the Warriors, and we didn't even beat the Raptors yet. Right, and it's crazy because the Warriors and the Raptors, and that's what when they talk about like the difference between the season and the playoffs. A lot of times they be like, shut that shit up. They don't shit, shut that shit up. If I play a team and I can beat this team, I can beat this team. And we whooped. The, both the Raptors and Golden State multiple times this season. We have the best. We have the best record in the NBA. Right, but that's the thing is, they, yeah, you can beat a team in a series during the regular season many times, but it's still you take it game by game, and they're clearly whooping us right now. Well, I mean, they kind of hone their strategy for the playoffs. Like the games during the main season matter, but. The playoffs is where everybody they take it brings a lot out. More seriously and, yeah, they bring out like the videos and like oh, this is what we're doing wrong. This is what they do. This is how they defend. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And they the really strategy, scrutinize the it game. to yeah to to put themselves in the best position to win it all. Right, right, man. So shout out Bucks, and I just hope that we pull through. I've seen so much shit. You know, I, I was paying attention, but I wasn't paying attention because I wasn't watching every game like I'm watching every game now. And yeah, Bledsoe, nah. like, Bledsoe, like I've seen Bledsoe do some shit in this, like the playoffs. And I'm like, yo, I didn't know we had this nigga. I didn't know how good this guy was on our team. People that like, don't pay attention or care about basketball, like Mama Recore, now they're watching like every time we're on. Like we're I'm, like right there. You know what's crazy? I, I I love Giannis. I think Giannis is dope. I'm gonna say this, and people are gonna cut my head off. I think me personally, I think I'm more of an Bledsoe fan than I am anything of anything on this team. I watched some of the shit that this nigga do. Like, there was one game, I think it was not the last game, but the game before, where this nigga's coming in for a layup and he switched that shit like under the rim and went around, right. made it. That shit is fucking he's, impressive. I've been Bledsoe watching. Cold, he's good bro. at his reverse layups. Like, that that's shit. pretty tricky to do. Yes, and some yes. Ones, even if you follow through or if you're not looking at, but you know where the hoop right. is. But if you can get to the point where you're a player that you don't have to pay attention that closely because, hey, the basket's not going anywhere. Yep, yep. It's not moving. You're it's, moving. It's a practice game. It's, right. It's, it's a practice It's got to be all second nature. What you right. do in practice ref- really reflects what you do um, at the show, as they say. And that's why, you know, it depends on how you practice. That's mm-hmm. right. Like, Mike or Kobe, like, they would take in-game shots during practice, like, a hundred times. Because then you, you should not take a shot during a real game that you've never taken a practice before. Right. Right. Point blank. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they're gonna practice. The game you know. is not the place to practice. So right. you think so? Steph Curry must be out there shooting half court shots all goddamn time. Yeah, that's all he does is shoot. Yeah, he's pretty <laughs> bad defensively. If I oh can, yeah, if I can say, if people I can say been saying like I like him and my girlfriend loves him, but I'm like he you know, single handedly ruins the you know the game because his wife don't love him. Oh, I hate that. <sighs> There's a lot of women who do that. 
Uh, like, uh, no, he's such a great shooter. I'll give him that. And, but, like, he needs to work on his defense. And you can't just, like, I'm going to go but, out there and shoot. Hey, someone to defend them or something but, like that. So uh, I, can get that I mean, it's not necessarily a bad mentality. Because if you think about it, if he can shoot from anywhere and make it from anywhere, that's an automatic three points. So you either have to shoot a three to match him or get a couple possessions. Or defend him better too. But yeah. you, he should. You should. If you're in the NBA, you don't just play offense and that's right. it. No, no, it's I understand be good that. All around De- defense wins games, as um, a lot of coaches have said. Yep. But um, most games come down to free throws and who scores the most. Like you can play defense all all day. If your opponent is scoring on you, no matter what, that doesn't really say much about your defense. For one, and two, if you can't compete with them on a scoring level then you're already at a, a disadvantage. Um, with Curry having that almost immaculate shot, <laughs> it's it's you got to either match him at his strength or find a way to beat him at his weakness. And not many teams. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're clearly dominating. And have, this is their fifth time in a row making it to, <clears throat> as McCoy would say, the World Series. Right, and they're padded. <laughs> and they're padded because they, they have other... They fair share threat. of Stanley Cups. I yeah, mean. they have... They have <laughs> have their fair share of threats on the team besides Curry. Like, Curry is kind of like the nail in the coffin, but right. he's got a team full of people who can deliver. Right. right. Man, you got KD, the snake. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Boogie is out, but yeah. they still got him. And he was, Draymond Green that locked you out of Airbnb. Clay Thompson, which, <laughs> by the way, Clay Thompson found out that, um, what, that he did not make the All-NBA team. Yeah, and he, he said he was pretty salty about. The, well, I don't want to say that. He was because he said he said he when they asked cl- him why they why he it didn't clearly carry irritated him, but he blew it off. Like it he, looked like it really affected him internally. But he was like, you no, know, it is what was, it is. I feel like I'm the best guard, or there's not many better guards better than me. Is he but, a point? Well, now who's the point guard? Is that Steph or is that him? They're Steph? both they're both guards. Yeah, right. But who's the point in? So the I mean, you can like because you can point and shoot okay. guard. Yeah. But so they so usually because usually the. Not most all the cases, but usually the point guard's shorter. Who's our yeah, point guard? Is that Bledsoe or is that uh, uh yeah. No. Bledsoe? Yeah, Bledsoe. Okay. Man, Child, all dog. Bledsoe's cold, bro. I really think he <laughs> Okay, whatever. He should have been an awesome. Like, not <laughs> and, and it's crazy because shout out Charles. Charles was we were just he was just in the Facebook group talking about how Milton's the better overall player. Mm-hmm. But I think I think Bled he said Bledsoe's better defensively. It's I true. don't know, man. I watched this nigga Bledsoe play and I'd be like, dog. Did he just do like he just made that shot? Like did he just put that three up? Did he just it be some shit? I'm like, damn, that's. But you, you had like, like two niggas guarding you, folks, and you where they are on the court and their percentage is shooting. Mm-hmm. Middleton shoots better than Bledsoe in the three point range, They're closer like mid range or in the paint. Bledsoe's but nailing them most. But it all comes down to position. Like you, you can't compare the two positions. Like right. you'd have to compare somebody in their position right. from another team. That's the best way to compare them because you can say like overall this one is better. And that one better, but they have two different roles. So right, it's yeah, like yep, yep, definitely, it's not a fair definitely. comparison. It's like when I was like, it might have been you. Um, <coughs> were you like better Pac or Biggie? And you're like, well, Pac's got a better flow, but Biggie, or, or Biggie's got, got a better flow, flow but that. Pac's more lyrical. So it's kind of different fields, you know. I well, no, wanna, that's, I, just wanna, that, I just want to say I never said that. I said Biggie got a better flow and lyrical. Well, Pac is more has better passion. records, and has more passion. Yeah. Sorry, um, I had to clear it up for somebody came at me like Pac is more the activist and Biggie is more the yeah music is music is about music is about feeling and mm-hmm. Pac is a you feel Pac more than you will feel Biggie in my opinion but you on a te- from a technical sense from a technical sense Biggie is the better per- the better rapper from a technical sense 
Like if that if that makes any sense, I think, mm-hmm. and I think I don't even want to talk about this. It makes sense. I'm just astonished that I'm hearing that from you. Why would you be astonished? Okay, let's let's finish sports because we can talk about this in a minute. <laughs> well, basically, fuck Drake because he's been you know his douchebag ashery, bagouch. Fuck Drake, bagouch. <laughs> and you know what that brings me to? <clears throat> fuck Drake, and also that brings me to this. You know what the fuck nigga Drake has done? He's beefed in his career with a couple of people, including. Kid Cudi. Oh. Oh, God damn it. White people. He's beefed with somebody by the name of Kid Cudi. And that brings me to the music conversation for today. Hello, are we not going to go live? Because, you know, I've definitely wore the bandana for the live and shit. I might even do the whole... I might even put the bandana on for the live. Um, we probably still can hear you. It don't matter. Right. God damn it. Just gang. So, good people. Um, well, today we're going to be talking about Kid Cudi. Um... And in talking about Kid Cudi, I would like to start this by saying, um, for anybody that's watching or is going to be watching, the question this week is, to me, what is your best or your favorite, I would say either or, Kid Cudi song and or album? Because I think each each thing that Kid Cudi has done has been important, but we're going to talk about that a little bit today. Um, so, I was, I was, I've been listening to a lot of Travis Scott over the last two years, actually last three years, because since birds, since uh, birds in the trap, um, seeing Brian McKnight, I've been really a really big Travis Travis Scott fan, and um, that was very quiet. <laughs> and so, you know, I listen to a lot of Travis Scott. And I listen to a lot of different rappers and MCs who tend to sing or harmonize, including Kanye West, and. That brought me to, or got me to this place where I started thinking, like, in terms of people who have kind of ushered in this idea of song and harmony and melody within within music. I mean, people, rappers have been kind of harmonizing and singing and, and, and that type of thing, but I, I feel like we don't give enough credit to psychedelic rap and or um, people who are kind of the forefathers of that, which I really think the forefather, the godfather of that type of trippy rap is Kid Cudi. Um, now, don't get me wrong. We've had people talk about, in rap, talk about drugs for years. We've had, like, Bone Thugs and Harmony. They had the song Ecstasy, which is one of my favorites. Um, and they had a lot of, like, you know, mind-altering, like, mind-altering drug songs or, like, feels in their song. You had Cypress Hills. Hills. You had D12 and Purple Hills. And, like, D12 mm-hmm. D12 one of the first people to really talk about, like, I, I didn't hear a rapper before D12 really pushed popping pills. We could mean? rewind back to, I don't know what year it was, if it was 60s or 70s, but Eric Clapton has a song called Cocaine. He does. Um, um, and also, um, uh, what is, what's that song? The Beatles. Uh, a lot of the Beatles shit, Strawberry Fields. No, there's uh, another Lucy one. Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds um, is about. That was about Strawberry Cheesecake. Do not ruin my childhood. Okay, there's, already. There's I'm another scared. one by Eric Clapton. Um, is it so sedated? Um, who? Is it so sedated? Is that what I don't know. I don't know. I, I might like, have to look it, it up. Ramones or something like na 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 na. I wanna be sedated. Yeah, I thought Eric Clapton wrote that. That's he might have wrote it. Eric Clapton wrote for other people and played guitar in their records, but it wasn't his song. But he definitely. I wanna be. Yeah, I wanna be sedated. Yeah, Eric Clapton was definitely um. Was yeah, definitely a Tory Lanez uh, in that in that sense because he <laughs> because he definitely wrote for other people um was you know kind of. The ushering in of their sound and shit, but so my thing is this: I feel like Kid Cudi doesn't get enough credit for the shit that he's done in music. 
I feel like Kid Cudi really, from the beginning, has been different. Even even if you look at his um, even if you look at his being on the '09 freshman cover, he was on the second freshman cover. Like people, first of all, people don't even understand that Kid Cudi was one of the first freshmen. He was one, of, you know, the second year freshman. So he his cover actually helped make it into, into a tradition. Shout out him, Ace Hood. Uh, Wale, I guess. Uh, Asher Roth, Charles Hamilton, all those guys. Mm. Uh, B.O.B. was on that cover. Yeah. Uh, Corey Guns was on that. Blue, Mickey Fax, who's still spitting. I was just with my nigga Stro, shout out Stro, uh, about a week ago. And he was, uh, about a week ago. <laughs> and he was, uh, he played like this, this, uh, new Mickey Fax freestyle. And that nigga Mickey Fax is still getting this shit off to this mm. day, bro. Mm. Like, that nigga cold. <laughs> to this, to this day. But I think what Cuddy, what Cuddy did, what Cuddy ushered in in music is something that it influenced a lot of people. He helped he helped Kanye write. The, like the whole sound that Kanye had for 808s and Heartbreak. Hmm. He helped usher in that sound. He did a lot of songwriting there and gave Kanye a lot of shit there. Um, which I think... God, it got really dark in there. Which I think, you know, people people give a lot of that 808s and a lot of ways the sound change. You can give it to the artists. Of course, yay. Jesus, the God himself kind of pushed that out there and orchestrated it. But just like people were writing for Dr. Dre, like DOC and Eminem and Corrupt were, and Snoop were writing for Dre throughout all of his classics, yeah. you know, he's had Cuddy and he's had Big Sean. He had all these other niggas helping him write. And I think Cuddy really ushered in a sound that became critical to what's going on right now in music. Mm-hmm. You know, people like Travis Scott, you know, has said Cuddy was his go-to for years. Mm-hmm. You know, he, Travis Scott, which is uh, one of my favorite rappers because he's a drug user. We, we all know how much I love those things. He said, he said, like, when he couldn't find drugs, Travis Scott said verbatim, when I couldn't find drugs, Cuddy was my drug. When mm-hmm. I couldn't be high, Cuddy was my drug. That's epic. That's mm-hmm. epic to think about, to think about, that's epic to think about what that means. <laughs> epic to think about what that means for somebody who's a drug user to be like, I'm, I'm not going to be able to get high, but... Something can make me naturally but high. But something can make me naturally high. Like, music from a person can make me naturally high. I'm lost. So, shout out Alexis. Um, so, I think that kind of speaks to what Cuddy's done. You have people kind of kind of, giving their, their input about Cuddy and, and speaking on how they've influenced. And these people are now the top people in rap. These mm-hmm. one of the top people in rap. Mm-hmm. When you talk about that and then you talk about, um, when you talk about that and then you talk about somebody like Don Tolliver. Don Tolliver was on Cuddy's last album. On Can't Say. Don Tyler has a whole sing-songy rap style. People are trying to attribute that to Drake, but I feel you could, like you can only attribute that to Drake if you're talking about people like Bryson Tiller. Like rappers who sing or sing, like it's like on, on some R&B shit. Which is funny because like I never really considered like Bryson Tiller like a rapper singer, but when you listen to his music, yeah, he, he is. Like... In yeah. his, in his, uh, yeah. uh, all of his songs. Like. Right. I forgot about Bryson Tiller. Mm-hmm. We all forgot about Bryson Tiller. <laughs> so, um, I, I, I didn't know it hurt. <laughs> don't. I love that. I love don't now, but I hated don't when it was, I'm like, he was always, he was always on some singing shit. Like I hated don't because of how play, how, how played it was. It played, it was playing like everywhere. Everybody was talking about it. And my favorite song was, um, um, sorry, not sorry. I hated don't I hated don't because shout out Pizzle and and Joe Jetson two Milwaukee rappers really some of the coldest niggas um, they had a song called Cheats with that so they 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 reached out to that producer 
a year and a half prior, like two damn near two years prior, and got that beat. And um, and I asked Pizzle about this on Twitter, and he said this. Uh, he said this to me on the timeline, so I think it's okay for me to share this because he put it on Twitter. They got that. They had to be first. Dropped the record. The record was had been played on V100 and all of that shit. It was one. Of, I have it on my SoundCloud since to this day. It was my favorite songs. I would get fucking high as shit and, and throw that shit. I would be on Molly and throw that bitch on. Like yeah, that shit was my shit. Uh, it's called Cheeks, mm. and they were talking about talking to strippers and, and 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 bad bitches and shit. That type of shit. And they asked the producer once the, the song started taking. Female. Sorry, they were talking about bad females. Bad broads. Uh, bad stallion. <laughs> didn't say that. <laughs> also, stallion is a male horse. But anyways, um, mm-hmm. that's oh, that's much. where he got the name. Or she, mm. or, okay. Yikes. But, um, uh, we'll get there. But we will we, we'll definitely get there. <laughs> or you got some? Um, but but. He asked, they said they asked the producer whoever produced that record, and they said um, the producer said I'd give you in order to buy the record it was five thousand dollars, and he said verbatim Pizzle said this on Twitter verbatim when I asked him a question he said I told him he could eat five thousand dicks, so I mean I get I get it I get it I get it I get it but I just thought that that was just I that's why it was hard for me to get into Bryson Tiller from because I thought he sampled I was like. Hype when I first heard the song because I'm thinking like all oh, they sample niggas from my city like this shit cold. They he just took the beat he just he just paid for the beat and their record kind of goes into uh, obscurity. But I think they have to. I, I like their record more than I like Don't. Yeah. So, but um, well we were talking about before um regarding K Cuddy's influence and how um his humming yes had, um, can change a life. Base basically carries the same uh. I guess chemical reactions that um, doing Molly the heartbeat um, of your okay. mom at infancy and the comfort you feel um, with your parents when you're first born how it carries those same traits so I understand how um, well you said Travis said that it was like it was like a drug for me because yeah. it carries those same kind of chemical reactions to mm-hmm. soothe and comfort and to bring him to a place that was familiar to him with that drugs brought him to. Yeah, and that, and I and I can definitely agree with Travis. Well, kind of agree, but with Travis in that there there are times where I listen and I go back to Kid Cudi's records and I can place myself where I was at that moment and how high I was at that moment or like how just in absolute peace I was in a moment. Like, I have... So many good memories on that from those albums and from the, those those records that it's like I can see that now. Also, when you get to talking about what he's ushered in, you talk about artists who are important. They artists who are important are calling him their influence, and also you can hear his influence in people like Travis, Scott. like Travis Scott, but also people like Quavo. I can hear what Quavo does even in his, some of his ad libs and shit, like some of some of his records, especially with Quavo. You know, when when Migos first started, it was a lot. It was like heavy flow, heavy rap, and I attribute a lot of that to Takeoff and this flow because you can look up some of their old songs. Takeoff always had kind of this uh, stutter step, and then like rapping in triplets like Bone Thugs used to do. But Takeoff always had that kind of little like stutter step rap that I'm gonna go with the flow, and then like that was Takeoff shit and Offset, and Offset and Quavo adopted that. But as Quavo became more advanced as an artist, a lot of his uh, 
Like she was saying in the background, his ad libs, all of that shit sounds like Cuddy. It sounds like somebody was bringing in some shit from Cuddy. Um, you can hear it in all of the, even in the drug influence, like Wale and Cuddy be for a little quick bit where um, Wale said something and Cuddy kind of took it the wrong way and he's like, that's just the lame ass rapper saying lame ass shit like rappers do. And Wale said, that's, he came back and went and Cuddy and said, that's all that liquid cocaine going to your brain, which I've never had liquid, liquid cocaine. I don't know what that's like, but um, he said it's all that liquid cocaine going to your brain. And they kind of had a little back and forth real quick, which fuck Wale. But when was this? Because Wale was on a uh, yeah. This was song from a this was from this Cuddy. had to be like between 2011 and 2013. I don't think it was anything past okay. that. But it, but he definitely he definitely said that Kid Cudi was on liquid cocaine. And Kid Cudi came back and said, actually, I don't know, I don't do liquid cocaine. I'm rich. My cocaine comes in a jar, which is the be- which was the best comeback of all time. Like Jesus. like when you tell it because niggas because wait because wait just real real quick sidebar niggas be talking about niggas who do drugs like they know what d- drugs do. Or they know how drugs come, or they know how to make. Like people really have a lot of opinions about drugs and don't never get a drug, like, so they don't know what the like fuck. They injected the marijuana. Exactly, exactly. It's like <laughs> it's like people people like to make crack their jokes about people being hypes and not knowing about drugs. Y'all niggas don't do drugs. Three weeks. Y'all don't know. Y'all don't know <laughs> what cocaine comes in. Whether it comes in a baggie for a gram, or whether it comes in a jar if you're rich and you get you whatever. Like you don't. You wouldn't know. You're just too busy trying to make your cocaine jokes, and you're funny. My drugs come to me on a platter. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. If I was if, honestly, if I was rich, I would have my maid bring me drugs on a platter, and she'd have to take the top off too. And I would want a razor and a fucking tutor right there too with my coke. There you go. No, I'm joking, everybody. I don't do coke, but um, but uh, so I feel like I feel like Cuddy when it comes to that when it comes to even ushering in the drug culture rap, mm-hmm. which you can say whatever you want about it, but you got people like the you got the some of the hardest niggas talking about popping perks and doing all that shit, and you wouldn't you couldn't do that you couldn't do that type of shit okay. if you didn't have Cuddy. You couldn't be in a place you couldn't be in rap right now, openly talking about being a drug user if yeah. you didn't have Cuddy. Other rappers might drop it, it might drop it, it might say it, uh, whatever. But when Cuddy Cuddy made it cool. People always, because, and no offense, Cody, but because Eminem is white, when Eminem says certain things, we're just like, oh, man, he on that white shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, he wants to kill his mom, he's on that white shit. Like, we do that a lot when it comes to Eminem. Like, oh, man, he wants to be a serial. He wants to put his baby mama in the trunk. yellow, some right, 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 exactly. Right, right. Like, he wants, to, he wants to kill his baby mama and put his put her in the trunk and then ride around with his daughter. And so, like, like, when we talk about that type of shit. <laughs> Press the wrong button, any, anytime, any Anytime Eminem says any, any type of shit like that, we always be at his head, like, like, oh, he said it because he's white. Well, Kid Cudi was a black artist who was eclectic and started talking about drug yes. use. And, and, <laughs> we, and well, he is a, he's a black. Kid Cudi's actually part Mexican, I think. And Mexican and uh, Native That's American true. is his dad, so. Where, wasn't it? Is yep. it Puerto Rican? Yeah, I think it's, it's either, it's something like, it's either Puerto Rican or Mexican. No offense to anybody. It's either Puerto Rican or Mexican, because I don't know they hate each other. Puerto Rican yeah. or Mexican and Native American is his pop and his mom is black. That's right. You feel me? So, well, him and I might be related. That's cool. Okay, let's relax here. <laughs> We're already right, exactly. Uh, sh- 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 <laughs> um, but no. So I think Cuddy made it okay to be black, a rapper, and talk about drugs. Like those three things were definitely. If you were a rapper, you talk about selling drugs and smoking weed. A few rappers had a try, but they couldn't make it their career staple. So you were talking. You were black. You were talking about drugs, smoking weed, or you were an artist who talked about drugs, which is really rare in rap. Or you were a rapper. You could be a black rapper, or you could be a drug artist. 
You couldn't be a black rapper and a drug artist, and I think Cuddy changed that. Cuddy changed that, even for better or for worse, because people people do it and they're like, oh, all these rappers talk about are doing drugs now. Well, you know what? Hey, and he's pretty revolutionary with stuff like that too. Like it was either like fashion or music, and he's like, why not both? And right. then that well, kind of paved the way to right, others. Right. I, I feel like Kanye being a part of good music helped them all. Like there's a there's a picture from oh from oh eight. Kanye, Cuddy, all of his friends and shit who were not rappers looked really odd. And some of the people that signed the good music. And I was and I will and I'll find it and I'll post it in the group along with this argument. But there was a picture in which Kanye, everybody, they're dressed, baggy clothes, all of this shit that you dress in in 08. And then Cuddy. Cuddy has skinny, skinny jeans, jeans on and a fucking uh a fucking North Face vest, uh, uh or a small hoodie. I can't remember if it's North Face vest or a small hoodie or both, but he definitely has a very tight hoodie. And Jordans and skinny jeans in 08. Cut Kid Cuddy. Not everyone's wearing that. Now, every the, I, saw, I saw a white nigga walk across the street yesterday with AirPods and jeans that look like leggings. You don't have that unless you have Kid Cuddy. This nigga jeans was so fucking tight, dog. His at Pause. Dog. This nigga was twerking across the street on the walk, folks. I swear to God. Like, niggas, niggas, niggas pants be so tight, dog. Like niggas, I'm I'm trying to figure out if y'all have vaginas because there's no way that you are fitting your balls in these pants. Swear to God, that's but that's a whole. Young thugs voices that's night. a whole. That's a whole another conversation. Listen, that's a whole another conversation for another another time. But you niggas in these skinny jeans, y'all got to get it together because you ain't got dicks. We're never gonna have this, <laughs> this we, conversation. Yeah, we, I, I really don't want to, but I'm just worried because like niggas ain't got dicks. Megan Thee Stallion might be a nigga. I don't know what's going on here. Um. Okay. But. So all in all, all in all, to wrap this to wrap this conversation up. Sorry, Megan. You know I love you, but I just think that you might be a nigga, which in in turn would not allow me to love you. So. All in all, I feel like Cuddy changed the game. He made it okay to talk about drugs. He ushered in the skinny jeans thing, and the, and the hip the hipster trend in hip hop is because of Cuddy and Kanye. But but the influence that Cuddy gave Kanye. So I feel like Cuddy did that. I feel like Cuddy changed rap to make it more psychedelic. He made it more, you can harmonize and rap. You don't have to, Cuddy was never super lyrical. He didn't have to say much. Even in this freshman freestyle, he had his fucking hood up and his, he had a ski mask on and he's just rapping and doing his shit. I think I showed you a while ago, uh, him on Tim Westwood TV doing freestyle. Yeah, and it was pretty, and it was just, oh. That was really good. Have you heard other motherfuckers freestyle though? That was not really good. I love, I love dog. I love. And it was on Facebook. He's not used to being on. Listen, I love Cuddy. And that was episode twenty-eight. No, I fucking love Cuddy, but we not gonna pretend like this nigga lyrical because he not. He but 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 that's the that's the thing though. Pretend we're gonna tell the truth. We are. He's not lyrical. Oh, Cuddy. You call me Kobe. You call me Cuddy. This is a great lifetime. I'm just kidding. We'll call you a couple other C words in a minute. All right, cunt as fuck. Just <laughs> cunty. Just I, yeah, um, he's called me that more than anything. <laughs> I just I, wait, just wait, wait. So Cuddy is like rap's Pink Floyd to me. If that makes any sense. Come on. I just feel like it's more about the experience. When you listen to Cuddy, you go to another, you just feel better. When I would dude, when I hear Cuddy, I feel better. So when I listen to Cuddy, I feel like a mood music. I get, mood music. There you I go. The, I get the analogy you're trying to um, perpetrate um, or perpetuate. I think that's the word I'm looking for. Percolate. Uh, <laughs> that Cuddy is the concert, whereas most niggas are the CD. Boom, boom. And I, that's why I'm mad. I haven't seen Cuddy in concert yet, and that's 
One I thing have, Cody, Cody. Oh, I thought you had it. 2010 like Summerfest, Cuddy opened up for Kanye. Yeah, he did. I was working that morning. Or 11. And then. Well, first of all, I, like I haven't seen him this. twice, so I would like to say this. I thought me and my friend Cody were gonna have a moment together, <laughs> and he's now ruined that for me. <laughs> so my white friend application process has now begun. You can really, you can send that to me at realmccoyrebel <laughs> at gmail if you need to. Love you, well, my friend. All of because your white Cody cards be- are now. Revoked. I don't have none until my credit gets better. I gave you some. Mm-hmm. And gave that's what I was going to say. Your credit just falls. My credit went back down for like 40 points. Oh, what? I feel it. 40. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> 100. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but um, no, that's how I feel. I just feel like Cuddy. I feel like <laughs> Cuddy. No, that's how I feel. No, I you ain't like, Cuddy. No. I feel like Cuddy has definitely done some things in the last decade that we need to we need to give Cuddy more credit. We don't put, when we had this conversation about the niggas that's been running the rap for the last 10 years, we say Drake. We say, you know, Kendrick. Who? We say, um, you know, Cole. We said those niggas. Sean. Sean. We need to start putting Cuddy in there. Cuddy is in this decade, and I'm calling this right now. We're going to look back, and Cuddy for the 2010s is in the Mount Rushmore. I don't care what you think or what you say. Cuddy is. Wow. He is because nigga, he's influencing niggas. He's influencing niggas to do other things. And he has saved lives with his Save, music. Dog, listen, man. If y'all not going to give Cuddy his credit, stop talking about rap. Because I remember a lot of niggas that was really down in Cuddy when he came out. I couldn't connect with Cuddy until I started doing Molly. I'm not going to lie. But it was in that moment where I had to go back and I had to start listening to like what this nigga was saying, what this nigga was doing. And it's all about experience. It's all about that being in the moment with Cuddy. And that's what music is. For you favorites who love Kendrick and Cole, they both said this. Kendrick said, they were asking Kendrick if, what he thought about Waka, Waka Flocka. And he was like, well, I think he's Cole because I feel it when I, feel, when I hear him. And music is about feeling. Niggas always want to talk about being lyrical miracles, and I'm and I'm listen. I've rapped. I've I've listened to rap my entire life. I love lyrical rappers. I do trust me. But but you have to back back from that. You got to understand that rap is still music. It's still it's still something that you hear and you take in on that level. It can't always be. I don't always want to be know about the black plight and like what like how we're struggling or. I don't always want to hear about that. I sometimes just want to feel good. I sometimes just want to, f- and maybe I want to feel sad, but I don't want to feel it on a black people we're, we're being held back. Maybe it needs to come from that the sonic uh, ability of that artist. You feel what I'm saying? And so I feel like Cuddy's done something that we don't give him credit for now, but we're yeah. going to have to give him credit for in another five, ten years. He talks about everyone's problems with anxiety or yep. depression yeah. or this and that. Anxiety, depression, the problems of being a black man and being different, like. And that's something that a lot of us, I feel like as a black man who is very, it's been very awkward or different or whatever the fuck, I feel like Cuddy is one of those artists that helped me to be like, yeah, I don't give a fuck what y'all talking about. I don't, I I don't give a shit. I don't give a thing. fucking shit what y'all talking about. Like, and that's really been my whole thing throughout the 20s. And I feel like, you know, Cuddy does that for, you know, people like me or whoever. Like, so, and going into that, I feel like my favorite Cuddy feature is, uh, through the late night with Kid, uh, Travis Scott off of Birds in the Trap. And I feel like my favorite Cuddy CD is Indicut. Even though those first two CDs, I swear to God, man, were so fire. In the cut, I sat with that. I sat with that both high, sober, drunk, and I just listened to them. He was more. He was doing a lot more rap on Indica than he was the first two CDs. The first two CDs were definitely more like vibe. singing stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he was singing. A, he was doing a lot of singing shit on the first two and a lot of vibe shit. But the third album, he was rapping and vibing, and I could and I could. It, it appealed to me whether I, no matter what state I was in. 
Those first two albums really only appealed to me when I was really in a in a, in a mind altering state and I was on some be different shit. Did you listen to Passion, Pain, Demon Slain? I heard records and I love the shit he got with uh, Andre and, and Pharrell. And for, but yeah. I didn't listen to the whole thing. I didn't sit with it. I didn't sit. I don't know. I gotta listen to more, but I feel like yeah, it's spotty. Like yeah, 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 some yeah. of them are. And what's that? Uh, speeding bullet to speeding bullet to heaven. Mm-hmm. I didn't listen to that at all, really. I listened to the first track or first. Uh, I just like the, I like the cover of it. That was pretty cool. That's what about what about the wizard? Fan, what about the wizard album? I have that in my car with uh, Doctor Genius. Yeah. yeah, Doctor Genius used to be married to uh, Janae Aiko yep. until she left she him for Big Sean. For, yeah. So, X Dot. And then she covered up her Big Sean tattoo. Oh uh, well, you know, bitches be tripping. Nah. Shout out Janae. Shout out, shout out Janae. I'm just fucking around. I fuck with Janae. She's crazy. Um, so, and that being said, those are my two favorite cutting moments. I, if you guys are listening or watching or whatever the fuck, if you see this, give us your favorite cut. What do you think about Cuddy? What do you think Cuddy has done for rap right now? And I, and I want to know what's your favorite Cuddy songs, favorite Cuddy albums. I want to know about all that because I feel like Cuddy don't get enough credit. And that's what it is. Gang, block. You feel me? All right. I guess it's time for... <laughs> Russell hates some shit. <laughs> like me going in a circle like that is going to do anything with the microphone. Pause, first of all, because the way you went around that mic was a little... Suspect. Right, a little juice guy. Little sc- <laughs> right, on what the... <laughs> Alright, um, I guess uh, first I want to just uh, send a couple shout-outs. Um, Shout them out. To Brownsville Collection. Yeah. Um, and Classic Shop. And a friend of mine, Dopeology, they both have um, products for um, for black people, created by black people. Uh, support your people, man. Um, shout out to my barbershop, Unique Ones, yep. because they are always promoting positive, um, intelligent, um, and charismatic um, black principles. Um, love them to death. They always treat you well, no matter who you are, and they always try to instill some knowledge in you. Okay, um, before we go on, I do want to talk about, because you, you said this before, mm-hmm. about the classic shop. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the other one? Uh, the Bronzeville. The Bronzeville Collection. Mm-hmm. What, do they, what do they sell? What do they um, give the, out? the Bronzeville Collection has yep. um, um, bracelet charms. Okay. Ooh, um, okay. Ooh, I might pull up. Yeah, about. yeah. Um, the, the blue one that you've seen and the brown one I have, I got mm. from, from them. Um, okay, no so products. Bronzeville Collection. All handmade. Yeah. Um, handmade. Handmade. Um, I love black people, man. Um, she also makes uh, tiaras. And a lot of other um, is this, earrings and stuff. Is this Lilo Allen? Yeah. Okay, I've seen her. On, I've seen her on Facebook. I've kind of seen her around. Uh, shout out her. Yeah. I'm gonna, to, I'm gonna have to pull up on your spot, G. I feel it. Um, classic shop sells t-shirts, hats, yeah. hoodies, um, and she's always adding more things to her her um, her selection. Swag. She recently um, submitted a Bucks t-shirt that's pretty dope. Um, I recommend you go pick that up before they sold out because it's sell out quick. Damn, is that cold? Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. All She's right. also been featured on um, The Breakfast Club for her, her uh, merchandise. Um, Are you serious? Charlemagne the God and uh, Angela Yee have different products by her. Okay, wow. Okay, Lilo. Okay. Classic Shop mm-hmm. um, and the Bronzeville Collection. Mm-hmm. The Bronzeville Shout is Lilo. The Classic Shop is uh, Nicole. 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 M, okay, okay. Swag. Nicole hey. Carter. Um, so, yeah. That's dope. That's dope. I mean, I feel like, yo, man, I feel like Milwaukee got a lot of talent, mm-hmm. a, lot of, a lot of talent, especially black talent that we don't put on, we don't, we don't, 
orchestrated or talk about enough. You know, what especially saying? black women. Um, yeah, yeah. They are so dope in our city. Shout out the queens. You feel me? Yeah, um, they are so dope in our city. They're doing so much, and I don't feel like they get the support they they deserve and they need. Let me say this real quick. It's real, real quick. There's this new thing on Twitter. Or on Facebook, or on social media, talking about box braids. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Don't fuck that up for us. <laughs> Y'all want to make jokes about black women wearing box braids? Eat a dick. Because I love those. Okay, let's not let's not make this a thing where we just make it an internet thing. We do mm-hmm. internet nigga shit, and then we got girls that's afraid to wear box braids. Because I'm gonna fight you, niggas. Mm-hmm. Swear to God, like that's my shit. So don't. Don't fuck that up for me, please. I, I like black women, so whatever hairstyle you want to rock. Right. If y'all y'all want to throw the wig on, y'all want to do French braids to the back, whatever. If you want to cut it low and have waves. Let me tell you something. Listen. Throw it, throw it, throw it, throw it, throw it, goddamn up. Wait, you said cut it low and have waves? Yeah. Russell said cut it low and have waves. But whatever you do, <laughs> I mean, throw some, throw they, some, they, they, that's what they do. I know a lot of, of this is that this is that point where I'm the anime where it has that like fucking brain ching that fucking shit up there I, I can't I can't see I'm a weed fan but I feel it though all I'm Do talking about shit. is neat and clean but I mean if, you're, if your if your fade is better than my fade I'm gonna be upset I mean you just take care of your fade <laughs> <laughs> why does that threaten my masculinity no it, it really it really it really don't it really don't I really don't I'm I just like you. like I would like to be able to grab something and not palm something during sex like that that's just that's when you grab her neck we Okay. Any, 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 I often say bitch, any broad or female that has low hair, so you're giving me the ability to choke you right away. Now, choking is amazing. So, go ahead and rock your little short hair style. If, that, if that's what you want to get into, go ahead and rock your little short hair And hairstyle. real has been converted. <laughs> go ahead, rock, go ahead converted. Hey, hey, go ahead and get, go ahead and get bald. If you, if you, if you brave, go ahead and get bald. If you brave, get bald. No, 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 no cap though. I just, I, I keep seeing this shit. I was like, what is hairs? <laughs> what is, what is hairs when you got a throat? Just, um, Do so, you even go to the shop? <laughs> just do that in the, you do your bathroom and they got the rings around their neck he's like I like your extensions <laughs> <laughs> all her hairs and her necklaces right right <laughs> um so no I just uh, I just please can we stop man dude listen I know and I know Russell this year's section I'm just I'm gonna, no, I'm gonna, say, I'm gonna say something we gonna go back we gotta okay. we, we gotta stop yo actually can you get more vodka that'd be nice Thank you, white slave. Whoa! <laughs> yes, myself. Okay. Yeah, exactly. You know. Um, I feel like I feel like there's been a lot of this. Okay, so we got this thing going on. We got this thing going on within black culture. Black man, black woman. Can we please stop attacking each other? Uh, that's that's right where I'm at. Go ahead. Talk your talk. Okay. Your shit. I'm gonna jump in after that because we need to hear this. We need so, to talk about this. this there's there's especially recently there's been yep. a lot of separatist mentality um, to where. People are focusing on one group, focusing on one race, focusing on one gender, um, sex, excuse me, one sex, because um, gender is the mental part of that. Sex is the physical. Um, so the thing is, you don't have to belittle one group in order to promote another. And that's what people seem to be doing. They bash men, they bash women, they black, uh, bash black men, they bash black women in order to lift the other side up. I, and yeah, that I, isn't conducive to anybody's growth, anybody's uh, progression. I saw a t-shirt on Facebook that a girl was wearing. It was like promoting the t-shirt or something, but it said control guns, not women, or like their bodies for the abortion thing going mm-hmm. on. And I was like, why do we have to control either of them? Why well, don't you just like let... 
the, they're like, that, no, you should hey, control. Hey, hey, your, your white slot is slipping out a little bit right the, here. The but, argument there is that if you're no. going to be pro-life, no, be pro-life across the board. So guns have no. been notorious for let people do whatever they want mass if you want murder. to shoot up meth fine so, I'm not going to do it but you should like more and do your meth shoot ups just, the, just the argument there was that because of this abortion ban that if you're really going to be pro-life then int- uh, in- introduce the gun ban as well because there have been more mass murders and massacres by guns for people who don't um, pass the checks who don't have to be checked for their mental capacity before they purchase guns and then we have a, a tragedy so they're saying that if you're going to really, really be pro-life then let's do it all the way and not just ban whatever you feel like is the problem the thing is we should understand by now that it doesn't matter because like we said last week all like these guns a through z are illegal uh, all these drugs are illegal, but people are still getting their hands on them. So it doesn't matter if you make something legal or illegal; it's still going to be right. But in. it's not an issue geared towards women. That's the that's the big thing. Abortion is really for or against the, the th- woman. The thing that they should more make it illegal for is to make the abortion safer because they're still getting abortions. They might have to go in the ocean on a boat to do it or in a hall, but. They're still going to do it if they want it that bad. But so it shouldn't be illegal it for someone to choose what they want to do with their body. Point blank, period. And that's what they're saying. You're, you're, the argument is there is that they're, they're, they're doing this ban because they're pro-life. But if you're really pro-life, then you should be really pro-life in all these other in every, facets, yeah. in every capacity. That's what, the, that's what that mm. argument is. Um, what I'm saying is that it's more like... Okay, so I seen a post on, I think it was Instagram, that was saying um, something some, something to the effect that Women aren't rehabilitation centers for damaged men, which is one part of the fact because you also have girlfriends, friends, and family members who treat you as such, but they get a pass because of their close proximity. The thing of of that message should be that um, people should have better boundaries, period, women or men, so that men aren't treating women as their mothers, their caregivers, their caretakers, um sex toys like they're treating them as a full person and not just one facet of their personality that's what the message should be it shouldn't be that um women aren't the healers and men are the the destroyers because that's not that's not necessarily what always happens sometimes it's vice versa but Mm. promoting one group should not belittle the other and that's kind of like bringing it back to like the old 1950s stereotypes of a relationship where the mm-hmm. guy brings home the check and the girl should have food on the table. Right? It's like no, it's, right? We should be equal. We should be a team. Hundred to hundred. Always felt like that. Like, yeah. We should be a team. Yeah. Yes. It shouldn't be there. We and and socially we have these things where we where we say the man is supposed to do. You do boom. the dishes tonight. I'll do them tomorrow. I'll do the laundry tonight. I can cook. cook. Yo, yo, hey man, I cook. So I don't mind cooking. Like if that's the thing, like I don't mind, man. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like I can show, I, you know, I'm cold with that shit. So and, and even if I can't cook, I'm willing to learn. I'm willing to be in the kitchen with you. What you need, babe? I can help you out. Da 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 da. Tell me what you need. Definitely to do. done that. That's you know what I'm saying. And low key, because then I learn better. And then the next time, you you have you to sit down. Like, yes. Yeah. yeah. Right. And low key, that's some fun shit though. Mm-hmm. Niggas, see, I feel like when it comes to like excitement and shit and relationships and shit like that, people don't people like like push to do certain shit. But I'm like being in the kitchen with my girl sometimes is making dinner. Having some music on and shit, sipping a little, you know, it's a little like drink. You're not doing that much, but it's it's fun. Yeah, right. you're just like it's I mean, you're making a hobby. It's some old adult the, shit, but the I don't spicing know. up of a relationship yeah. doesn't have to be something grandiose. It can be right. something small 
that means something because it's from the heart because that's what you want to do in a little bit of flour on your nose right <laughs> by, by flour he means cocaine so <laughs> oh, i think i had a heart attack <laughs> here's some coke that'll boot your heart up <laughs> i think that's what cooking it i'm not hungry anymore bitch <laughs> honest to god <laughs> What? All right. <laughs> I had this job. I never, I never, we got pizza. I never seen what oregano was spelt like. And my buddy wrote it down. What? <laughs> Wait, what? I called them up and I said, uh, I was reading, you know, pep, sausage, sausage, pepperoni, but oregano. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the type of box? Like, <laughs> like I've soda? never seen it Are written you? before. <laughs> so you called the pizza people back about oregano? <laughs> no, oregano. <laughs> oregano. I said oregano. This is our white person, everybody. We, uh, we got one of the slow ones. It's okay, cool, whatever. <laughs> we still got one. Right, we got Might one. Might not work as well, but. Right, exactly. He's broken, but it's cool. Right. So, still counts. <laughs> so, the main thing from the argument, and there was another post that was like, you know, can we stop um, uh, appointing gender roles to certain activities and things? Right. Um, just like we, what we just spoke on. That it's not a specifically masculine thing. It's not a specifically feminine thing. It's a partnership thing. There is no um, me versus you or this is your your role. This is my role. It's us versus the world, basically. Because that's what it has to be in a relationship. It has to be that solid of a partnership. And did I step on your toes or anything? Did you have more, more you wanted to add to that? Because you said you had some. My thing was this. Well, my thing was this. Um... We talked about black man downing black woman and, and what that and, and black man downing black woman a white black woman downing black man. I just wanted to I just wanted to add that I feel like that's like the worst shit. Like I've seen so much shit in the last six months about it's not even black women necessarily. It's just everybody as a whole talking about black men what they do or don't do right. Let me tell you something. My my biggest issue is I feel like. As a black man, when you come, when you have these generalized ass statements about what black men aren't doing, that is mad. Like I, I can, I can see how when, and this is partially why I want to stop saying bitch. In all honesty, mm-hmm. I can feel how a woman can be offended by that. Mm-hmm. When you have these blanket ass statements and I'm and I'm calling women bitches, I can understand how a woman, who, a, a female, can be offended by that. Because Once. when there's these, when there's these blanket statements about. What black men aren't aren't doing for their moms and all this other shit like that shit annoys me. That that shit really grinds my fucking gears. I'm like, stop saying black men. Stop stop assuming. And and there'll be problems that have nothing like the Jesse Smollett thing. Mm-hmm. People started coming out and be like, well, this is because black straight men aren't standing. What the fuck? This nigga lied. They ain't got shit to do with me standing up talking about none of that shit. But the whole first two weeks until we get until we got down to what was going on, the whole first two weeks was, man, black men in Hollywood who are straight aren't standing up for Jesse Smollett. What? What? Why am I being thrown? Why am I being thrown into this category of niggas that's not? I don't give a shit about dog at all. So whatever he's doing as a human being over there is on him. There was something that Patrice O'Neill said in one of his standups where that you know. Um, and it's, it's, this is it was a race thing that he was talking about, yeah. where white people don't have to defend their criminals, their their rapists, and everything, right, because right. they're not seen as a I collective like. whole like that. Um, black people, they are I'm like you don't understand this, da, 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 and we often have to defend those who are honestly in the wrong. Um, OJ, uh, that's my nigga. <laughs> 
And the the thing about it is, you you also have to understand. Like, I understand why the attack on the black men from um, to to generalize it, black women and from other people, mm-hmm. because the narrative was reversed not too long ago, to where the whole world was against the black woman. So I understand it. They, you know, there was um, I think we said, yeah. I think we said something last week about how um, uh, it was like the woman is like the nigger of the world. Yeah, the woman, the woman, and this, this is actually said by a white, like a European woman, but she said mm-hmm. women are the nigger of the world. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And the thing is, even in that, um, even in that category, that separation of that category, mm-hmm. black women fall below. Um, yeah. In that in that category, and they're also often seen as the lowest of the low, and it, and it's amazing that they're usually the most um, entrepreneurialistic. They're they're usually the most creative, the most imaginary, the most um, strong, the most stubborn, the most passionate, and most beautiful. I like to, I would like to throw that out there because we're gonna give black women that. Yeah, y'all are amazingly beautiful, and I feel like that whole dynamic... The of most intelligent, the most read up, the most uh, devoted. There's nothing There's nothing sexier than a smart black woman. Mm. So I was nothing. thinking about something, and you guys are kind of just doing it right now. And Cody likes black women, sorry. I do. Um, I was Shout thinking, Megan. we... Megan Black. Damn here. So it's Cody. I feel like I'm not arguing with you guys mm-hmm. or saying that you're wrong, but the more we talk about it, are we just putting them lower and lower and like ruining the self-esteem of black women? And if we keep pushing them up, because then you guys change and said like they're smart, they're beautiful, they're you know no, this and that. And now was, it's like wait, we should stop ahead, ahead, putting them down and saying like yeah, you guys got it rough. This, just, I just no, think like you. Could see, I was saying what you, I was trying to do is bring the the, the conversation to to um, from where it has been to to now uh, because the, the narrative before, as I was saying, was that it was everyone against the black woman. Right. And so I understand why they were saying, you know, um, black men, black straight men don't support us and because that's been the, that's been how the... the uh, I just still don't think that has changed. Like, I still think that it's probably like the lowest or one of the lowest looked on is black women. and But we need to talk, like, them up instead of like, yeah, you do got it rough and that's going to make them, you know... Stay like down there, right? And you know, this is and this is what we're we're hopefully we're doing with this platform. Um, We talk about the individual and not the the whole. We talk about the actions and the the deeds and not the person or the personality, Um, because that's what can change. The the actions can change, the mindset can change, but the person as a whole is not something that changes. Um, So talking about the actions, talking about the dialogue that needs to change um, should help to boost and support the person is is what I'm saying. Um, the, the whole thing about um, the separatist agenda that's out there right now yeah. is that it's us versus us, and it shouldn't be. It should just be us. And learning how... Um, my, my philosophy has always been um, thoughts become words and, and those become actions. So if you change the thought process to where it's not um, so negative, so pejorative, so derogatory towards um, black women especially, you learn how to speak those words that are positive, that are uplifting, that are supportive, um, even if even in correction um, or in apology. You, you speak those words that are positive, that are supportive, because those change the actions. I feel it. I actually, 
Yeah, dog. Like you have to. You we have to change. Like you said, like the narrative. Like I feel like we have to change it. We have to make it something that we're proud of. Like, yeah. like I feel like, like you just shout out the. You said Bronzeville. Yeah, Bronzeville collection. collection. And that was a black female. Yeah, black female. Yeah, and classic like, like, and like, They're all run by girl. black women. Right, right. And I feel like um, that's that's damn near true. Like you can't. We can't keep having this thing where we we let negativity be the narrative. Right. And that goes for black men and black women. Like, mm-hmm. it can't. There's there's this narrative that black men are aggressive, over sexual. Like we're over hypersexual. There's been this thing where we are like the animalistic male of of all the males and shit. And there's this thing where it's like black women are like the the like the um, nanny or like the mammy and shit of like everybody and shit. And they're just like the less beautiful kind of like the the underneath woman. And I think. Talking about talking about ourselves positively, it's like being pro-black. It doesn't mean you're anti-white. Right. People who be pro-black and be like white devils, sit down. We we don't need you in this conversation. Right. People who be pro-black though and be like about black lifting up black people. I'm not. If you're pro-black, I got tons of white friends, tons of them, tons of them. I'm never gonna knock a white person for being a human being on this planet Earth. Like you're not you're not responsible for slavery. You're not right. responsible for some things that have happened that have that have put us where we are. Right. As long as you're an ally and you speak for us on a current day standpoint, you're gonna keep up the trend that your ancestors did. Or exactly, then I can't be mad. Like, like if my if my pops was a drug addict or a rapist, you can't put that on me. Right. So I feel like when people be like pro black and you uplift black people, you're amazing. As soon as you become pro black and you down talking to another person, any type of negativity is gonna lead to more negativity. Right. So us negatively talking about anybody, black women talking negatively talking about black men, it's bad. Black men, and I've seen a lot, dog. I got a Facebook friend, I ain't gonna say his name, but I've seen a lot of my niggas talk about black women in a way that is just crazy. Like, I couldn't, like, honestly, like, I spent time being in a long-term relationship with a white woman. Anybody who knows me knows that. But I think, in all honesty, I always wanted to be with a black woman. Mm -hmm. Always. And that was something that I, that was something that me personally, and it's not to say that I didn't love that person in that time. We had our time. But in the back of my head, I was always thinking to myself, I'm supposed to be with a black woman. Not because not because I can't be with a white woman or a Latina or anything else. It just felt right. I always felt like I could give more of myself to a black woman than I could anybody else. Because you could probably relate more with the and relate I, and more. And I think you, you kind of want yes. to because it's you like... Want, exactly. I want it to. a desire too. to be like, yo... You, you, we here, and right. I want to lift you up so. Exa- that's so exactly much. that's exactly what it is. Being with a black woman makes me want to be like, yo, we gonna be great. Mm. You're gonna be great. I'm gonna be great, and I'm gonna make sure you lift me and you and and I lift you, and we're gonna be a team like that. Shit, you know what that sound like? What it sounds like, the priest, king, and protector of your home. Like Ooh. I always speak. Okay, talk about when it. When I bring it, you know, I got to bring it to the church one time. Go ahead. Um, go ahead. I'm, I'm with it. I'm with it. Cause I, you call me king and I'm with the, anybody calling you king. Please go ahead. Go, I mean, but, but that's that's what you're, you're called to be as as far as the leader and, you know, the husband of your household. You are to be that priest who looks over the spirituality of your household, which is what I love about Nipsey is that, you know, he knew about sage. He knew about cleansing uh, the negative energies uh, from his home, from his family, for when they go into the world. Um, the king of your household does not necessarily mean you rule over that household, but the decisions that are made in the household, you face head on as a king would. Right. Um, and then the protector of that home in the same um, 
in the same realm where you don't allow those negative forces to affect the household. Right, you right. You meet them at the door and you shut them out and you keep them from affecting your family as best you can. We're all human. We're all fallible. There are things that we can't always do all the time, mm-hmm. but it is the effort and the struggle that makes you that protector. Right. And I feel like, I also feel like if, I'm, if we keep it to 300, being honest, the person I was with was timid. She was she was rough. We had our our disagreements. Trust me, she was rough, but she wasn't no punk bitch. But she was timid, and when I pushed back and I wanted to do what I wanted to do, all right, all right, all right. And I feel like there's some difference in that. Not to say that because my woman is black, she's more rugged. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is. In the way we connect, she not gonna let me. She be she will she'll be on my ass like, oh nigga, listen. Mm-hmm. Strong, confident. That's bullshit. Right. You don't, you don't and sometimes, not all. The, okay, this is important though. Not all the time, but sometimes, I need that. Mm-hmm. Like, like sometimes I need somebody to be like, listen, nigga, you're not gonna do this because X Y Z, your mm-hmm. diabetes, mm-hmm. your pockets right now. Mm-hmm. That I'm gonna do my shit, and she knows I'm gonna do my shit, but she gonna always be in my corner like, hey, I see what you're doing. But you're going to stop it this week, nigga. Because this week, we got to do this. This day, we got to do this. And that is why I'm happy where I'm, where I'm at. Because as much as I want to bullshit, because trust me, I'm a bullshitter. I'm a, I'm, trust me, I talk my shit now. I, I goofball, all that shit. But when I need to not bullshit, whereas at moments I can be like, ah, bullshit, and then I'll figure it out. She's like, no, we're not going to figure shit out. You're going to not bullshit right now. Because I don't want to figure this out next week. We're going to be here next week. We're going to be here. And you need that. And I'm not saying that that only comes from a black woman. I'm saying for me, it came, it was something in my connecting with a black woman that made that an okay thing. An okay thing. Not to say that other people can't do it. Because I'm sure. I'm positive. Yeah, I'm positive. I'm sure. I'm sure. Syria. That Syria. I was going to say her real name. I'm positive that Syria does that for Cody. Yeah. But when you're in a good relationship, when you're in a good relationship with your partner, you need that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the only person that could give that to me wholeheartedly is a black woman. Not to say a white woman couldn't do it for somebody. Said it times, but for it. me, me for from a coy. <laughs> I just I wanna I wanted to be known so I don't want people to I don't want people to take this the wrong way. I just say for me, McCoy, who I am, I'm a fucking hyperactive drug using like I just do shit. I'm just really off the wall with shit. And you and need sometimes who, I need somebody who's going to be like, listen, honey, yeah. listen, listen, stop, babe. And I'm like, okay, all right, I'm going to stop today. I'm going to be back next week, but I'm going to stop today. You, know, I'm going to give you five days. But on that fifth day, I'm back in my bullshit. Like, I, I need that. I need, to, I need to be pulled back in. I need to be reeled back in sometimes. Mm-hmm. And that's not only helpful, it's sexy. It makes me like more like, damn, okay, they got me. Like, I'm really big on that shit. Us having each other's back, or both yeah. each other's coaches in the corner. Exactly. Sometimes, I'm, sometimes I need to tell my girl, "Don't snap, don't go in here and be ghetto. Don't, don't jump out the window on niggas. <laughs> don't jump out the window on niggas, please, because she can do it." Sometimes I gotta be like, "Babe, just relax. Don't, 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 don't get too salt. Don't get too spicy." And I need to be able to do that for her, and she needs to be able to tell me, "Honey, you're being extra. You're being extra. You need to dial McCoy? it back." McCoy, no. McCoy, extra what? Yes, extra so, but, quiet maybe, but but, but, that, but that, <laughs> Cody, why are you lying to the to the listeners? But no, I think having that having that balance though. Sometimes sometimes I push her to be like, yo, be loud, be ghetto, fuck it, do your shit. And sometimes she needs that. Sometimes she needs to be like, you know what, fuck niggas, I'm finna do my shit. 
and I get her to that point. Sometimes I'm always at that point. Sometimes she pulls me back and she's like, can you just relax right now? Can you? All right. Maybe I'm going to tone it down. <laughs> Balance is important. And I feel like I can only do that with my queen. So. So to wrap this up, um, basically let us work on the diatribe between uh, the man and the woman. Yeah. Um, let's work on being more supportive, being um, active and fair-minded listeners to really see the disconnects in the conversation and work on repairing those. Uh, let us be more supportive. Let us be more uplifting. Let us be more positive uh, in our support of each other and work on crushing this separatist um, agenda. Yeah, okay. With that said... Uh, see, you bring the substance to the goddamn podcast. <laughs> I have to pee, but after that, I have the fucked up story of the week. Shout out to TS. Can y'all rip TS on in the bathroom, please? All right, uh, well, shit. Hold back the notebook, sugar. Let's 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 get into it. I do want to take a fucking vacation and shit, not be here for responsibilities. <laughs> we already called you the Fedora Filipino and shit. Uh, Kung Lao hat wearing ass nigga. Kung Lao. Great value, Avion Crockett looking ass nigga. Tote jet khaki colored looking ass nigga. <laughs> Disconnected beard having ass. <laughs> I really got nothing. I <laughs> you ain't got nothing? Come on, man. Oh. Off the top of the head. Uh, shit. Happy honeymoon. <laughs> Happy honeymoon. <laughs> Bixie, don't let him take no more pictures with them cigars, G. Did you that was suspect as right. ever on He's IG. Like, I had to read. Oh, okay. It's a cigar view. This nasty fucker <laughs> right. got me thinking. Like, I'm like, and it was blurred, too. Like, right. <laughs> well, of course. <laughs> I was like, unfriended, unfollowed. Like, you just take a take blurry picture to make it look like it's a dick pic you're like yeah I'm gonna post that like, right. what <laughs> Man, I thought you had that uh, slight applause dick on fire and shit the fuck is wrong with you T.S. <laughs> I see you was on the shit this time it's like I'm getting the hand of this social media thing and you're just gonna kick up right off right <laughs> learn your place I was gonna report your page what else I got the old uh Mexican Raiden looking ass nigga. Uh. Mexican Raiden. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Teriyaki Elodie. The, the second Luke Kang looking ass nigga. Damn, on what? <laughs> Kung Lao and shit. Yeah, we went that. that. Your soul is mine. Same song looking at. Wink. Okay, so I guess I'm. But okay. I am TS this week. And so now we're going to talk about the fucked up story of the week. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Me and TS are the same person. So if you ever seen that Spider-Man gif or that meme where it's like two Spider-Mans pointing at each other, that's me and TS. (laughs) So the fucked up story of this week. You all all love and all have been drunk at some point, correct? Yeah, exactly. More alcohol for me, I guess. Uh, no, no, no. Hit me past this vodka around. You want to hit the vodka? Cody? I know you want to hit the vodka. Cody, Cody, Cody. It's a Russian drink. That's why. Cody, the ready. Right. Oh, and you're Irish, Irish, right? Irish people drink like crazy. You want to hit this vodka? And they drink vodka because you can make vodka potatoes. Hi, 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 hi. Exactly. So, whatever that was. The fucked up story of this week is today. So, worst hangover ever. Man passes out drunk and wakes up to find his penis has been cut off. Why three weeks in a row do we got dick getting chopped? T.S., hey man, we're going to have a conversation when you get back about these dick cutting stories. Cause, uh, you're making me be yeah. really, really cautious of what I do in the world because I don't want my dick touched. 
in a in that type of he manner. Got extra so. credit in uh in uh what's it called? Penis? Uh circumcisions. <laughs> That's a little too much <laughs> off the top. So <laughs> for a bald Mr. Just, just a tip. All right, just just take the just this little off the top, just a tip. Right on. Mr. Tan forty four lost consciousness after a night of heavy drinking with friends. The man in China woke up next morning realizing his penis had been cut off. Okay, I've heard of like friends drawing dicks on each other but removing it. He was rushed to the hospital with severe with the severed vital part which was which had turned black. Surgeons managed to reattach the organ for him in a seven hour operation. Do you really want it back on at that point? Like, if it's black, you might want it back on. If it's that's black. not what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's bigger now. You might, right, Thanks, grew, guys. You're it, real it pal. Like, Damn. No, you like, you know, girls like, you know, what happened to you? Why does it look like that? Like, right. uh, you know, this my dick that's inside you right now. Yeah, it died one time. Like, <laughs> so are you still getting your dick sucked if it's, if you're white and then cut it off and it turns black? Like, does it become not black anymore? There's a cape on it. <laughs> Wow. No condom, just the cake. That's a do-rag. That's a do-rag on his dick. Um, so you need that sack? little beard brush that you had, that tiny little... So it's a sack? Right, exactly. He drank nearly half a liter of baiju, a type what of strong it? Chinese rice wine with an average alcohol Saki? content of 45%, mm. which would mean it's 90 proof, okay? And you know, Asian people are small, so... <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, that's, that's mad racist for me to say. I'm, I'm just joking. Trust me. Um, he became so drunk he lost consciousness he soon after. Him. He woke up in his home screaming as he realized that someone had cut his penis about two centimeters, zero point seven eight inches from its root. Its root. That reminds me. How do you wake up dead? <laughs> Let me tell you something. If anybody cuts off my penis, that's it. Shoot me. Don't reattach it. Don't try to save my life. Just shoot me in the head and let it go. I'm telling everybody this now. Not that one. Nah, it's not going to do anything. No, no, no. <laughs> if somebody cuts my dick off, kill me. Please. For the love of God. Okay? All right. I'm letting you know this now. I don't want to be saved. Because I feel like Cody would be the one to save him. No, don't save me. Kill me. Right away. There, with your gun. You have so much to live for. What do I have to live for now? My dick is gone. <laughs> I have nothing to live for. I have nothing. Nothing. There's nothing I want to live for. So my dick is gone. Kill me, Cody. Because I know you have guns because you're white. Wow. <sighs> I don't. Yeah, exactly. He knows. Cody knew. What? I just said I don't. Um, he was... Tan's family members who were shocked by the yeah. medical scene... Or by the scene, immediately took him to the medical attention. Uh, they went to various hospitals, but the doctors were not capable of reattaching the sexual organ. He was then transplanted to Zangana Ya Hospital. I'm sorry. <laughs> Caitlyn Jenner Zangana? looks at him like first time. <laughs> what? Smell it. They performed. Uh, a, they they formed a special team of experts like, from various departments who managed to stitch the p- patient's penis back after several hours of surgical operation according to the surgeon from the doctor or surgeon from the hospital. Mm. They also repaired his urethra, his spongy tissues, and his blood vessels. Asian people are smart. That's a lot. (laughs) (laughs) His brother, I'm super racist, his brother told reporters that Mr. Tan would not speak about the matter while recovering in the hospital. Oh my gosh. 
The man also refused to tell his family who might have removed his penis and impossible motives. He was dicking down in a little Asian broad. Uh, all right. Uh, now on to the fun fact. This <laughs> is like, let's fast forward through this. Oh, there's, there's a fun fact. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I mean, fun fact of the week. PlayStation is the best system to have. And on that note, I think we've made it. Uh, shout out to TS for being gone in Asian. Um, gone so, let me tell you all Asian. about the rain. Yeah. Um, but that's it. Uh, so, at this point, you know you know how to find us. It's your boy. It's your boy, Rimmel Core, a.k.a. Mr. What to Do, a.k.a. Splash God. And you can find me on Twitter, which is where I'm really at, at KPZ. You can also find me on Snapchat at Rimmel Rebel. Uh, Russ, Teddy Russ, Russ the Bus. <laughs> he couldn't wait for your tire to pop. Preemptive bus. Right? All right, preemptive bus popping. Uh, you can find you know me. I got, oh, it's never happened to me before. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, and Twitter at uh, X-Rated, that's E-C-K-Z underscore R-A-Y-D-E-T, and on IG at Candid Cupidity, which is C-A-N-D-I-D underscore C-U-P-I-D-I-T-Y. Okay. Cody, Brody, Ghost, Emily, all that. <laughs> I, I feel it. I like that all shit, right. low-key. All right. Um, and before you leave, I just want to let you know that our Twitter page is about to get to cracking really hard. So I need you, if you listen to this, like those Twitter, egg walls. please follow Not PC Podcast. Again, that's not N O T P C P C podcast P O D C A S T on Twitter. O N T W I T T E R. U N I T U I. That's for you. And on that, and on that note, real shit, gang, gang, block, compound. T S. <laughs>